0: Back here on Sports Talk Chicago. Appreciate everybody tuning in as we discuss the Chicago Cubs and how they've been doing. Subscribe to the channel at Sports Talk Chicago. Follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. And hit us up. Hit up our sponsor, Amish Country Farms. We got John Meadows in the building, directing and producing, doing all the heavy lifting behind the scenes. I'm John Zaglou. Appreciate all of you tuning in. Uh, Quick reminder, quick shout-out to our great friends, our great affiliates. The show's syndicated now. AM 1230 WJOB and also Cities 92.9 FM down in Bloomington Normal. Our new brand new partner. They're going to be airing us every Saturday evening, 6 to 7 p.m. We are very grateful to be on their station. And we're very grateful to bring Bloomington Normal some hardcore Chicago sports talk. <laughs> Thank you guys. We'll enjoy it. And I know we're excited for this amazing partnership that we get to be a part of. So thanks for being here this evening. As we finish up. Are bashing at the Bears and talk about some Cubs stuff. Have to say, I've been pretty disappointed with the Cubs lately. Cubs have dropped a lot of games recently to the Colorado Rockies, if that's even possible. The Cubs lost a series to the Rockies. Rockies, one of the worst teams in baseball, one of the worst teams in the National League. Chris Bryant, who has barely even played in a Rockies uniform and who is, by all accounts, a waste of money for Colorado, beat up the Cubs. And this Cubs team, who currently clings to a wild-card spot as we get to this late-season stretch, lost a series to Colorado. Justin Steele still dealing, pitching well. Second in all of baseball, DRA, 249, 16-3 record, Cy Young Award favorite, kinda. Blake Snell put up a great performance the other night. But Jamison Tyone got rocked again. Marcus Stroman still hurt. Albert Azale got hurt. And Drew Smiley out of the bullpen has still been difficult to deal with. Also, Daniel Palencia, yikes, not doing too well. You know, on one of the radio stations out here in Chicago, there was an interview and one of the hosts challenged David Ross on Daniel Palencia and Ross just went silent. (laughs) It's pretty funny. Somebody for once, to their credit, which I can't even believe they did because they're a rights holder, they actually challenged David Ross. Finally, somebody's not kissing up to him. Just on a side note, I hate kissing up to people just because they're a quote unquote legend. Okay, David Ross may have a special place in Cubs fans' hearts. Oh, Grandpa Rossi, 2016 World Series. Hey, guess what? It's 2023, and you're the manager, and your team sucks right now, so you deserve to be questioned as to why things are going wrong. Probably didn't expect that question, and you know what? If I was in that press conference or in that press room, there'd be 20 questions right to his face that he'd have to answer, and he wouldn't like them. Probably kicked me out. So the Cubs lost two out of three to Colorado. I think it's time to sound the alarms a little bit. Now, they're probably going to make the playoffs, and for them, that's a huge success. I want to make this clear. Huge success, great stuff. I'm actually excited for them because everybody a couple of years ago trashed Jed Hoyer for doing the right thing and trading away all the crappy Cubs players who were part of that 2016 team. And I love that he gets vindication, and pretty much every day because... If you notice, every day there's a viral Javier Baez strikeout. Not kidding. Go look at Twitter. Every day there's talk about Chris Bryant being on the IL again. Every day there's talk about Anthony Rizzo having a concussion and not playing and not being himself since May. And early in the season, every day there was talk about Wilson Contreras hitting 200 with the Cardinals. By the way, Kyle Schwarber has a negative war, too. All of these players whom everybody loved, whom everybody gave all the credit to, whom everybody cried about and yelled at Jed Hoyer for letting go, all suck. Jed Hoyer made the right decision in the moment, decisive executive, and look where the Cubs are today. Had they held on to all of those players, do you understand where they would be right now? 65-97 and guaranteed. Guaranteed. He made the right moves at the right time and told everybody, "Shut up! I know what I'm doing." And he does because this Cubs team, with this new core and this young and exciting core, is good. They're not great, but they're good. They're going to make a wild card. Probably going to get bounced in the postseason. That's okay. And come next year, they're going to be ready for more. They can still spend money. They could bring in another superstar bat. They need you know more power on this team. Really, they might re-sign Cody Ballinger. Who knows? They need another one or two starting pitchers, and maybe Azalea will be the closer. Good. This team with some reinforcements financially are going to be better next year. Guaranteed. So I don't want to disparage them too much because what they've done up to this point, pretty remarkable. I didn't expect the Cubs to make the playoffs. Many people did. Many people said, oh, if they don't make the playoffs, it's a big problem. I didn't expect it. They made it in 2020. They decided to do a rebuild in 2021. And now in 2023, just really two years later, they're back. A two-year rebuild. It took Theo and Jed six or seven years to rebuild this team. Jed and Carter Hawkins, whom the Cubs took away from Cleveland, did it in two, two and a half years. That's impressive, and that's a credit to them. But late in the season, Losing two out of three to one of the worst teams in baseball, not a good look. And not good momentum as you go near the postseason. So I have some concerns there. I think the Cubs' main problem even come postseason time is going to be starting pitching because after Steele, it's kind of up in the air. Kyle Hendricks has been okay. But after that, you have nothing. Stroman's been hurt, and Tyone and Smiley together, each of ERA's over five. Javier assad has been all right, albeit not a full-time starter. And after that, you have Wisniewski, who's been pretty bad. Jordan Wicks has been good, though, in his four starts. So, I mean, you, you know, they don't have enough depth, starting pitching-wise, to make a long run in October. And we're kind of seeing that even now. The wheels are kind of falling off here late in the season. Guys are getting tired. Guys are getting hurt. Marcus Stroman, Al-Zaleh, and they're losing key players, and then the players they have to replace them are just not performing. On the field, everybody seems to be healthy, which is good. But even that, some guys are just not performing as much as they were before. You know, Nick Madrigal's kind of hit a slump recently. Ian Happ's hitting 241. Gotta be careful with some of these situations. Pete Crow Armstrong's been great, but if you notice, he's 0 for 8 to start off his career. Now, I think that's just temporary, but that's a concern, too. They called him up to try and get a late-season push, and I think he is a quality player. Whom, by the way, the Cubs acquired for Javier Baez? They got Pete Crow Armstrong, top prospect, for somebody who strikes out 200 times a season and somehow is still employed. Great move by Jed Hoyer. But... He's not doing too well so far at the plate. So I am conflicted, and I am concerned a bit about this Cubs team. They can't be losing games like this and losing series like this late in the year. They just can't. It's not good. It doesn't look good. 78-69, and really, after losing two out of three to Colorado? Come on, guys, you're way better than this. And they lost Arizona a decent amount, too. They lost three straight to Arizona. These are games you got to be winning. These are teams you should be beating. I'm okay if you're losing five out of your last seven to a combination of, like, I don't know, the Blue Jays or the Orioles. Rays, maybe. You're losing games to Arizona, who's hanging on by a thread in the NL wildcard race, And the Rockies, who've been out of it since April. If you can't beat the teams you're supposed to beat, especially this late in the season, how are you going to go on a run of the postseason? How will you even make the postseason? The Cubs don't have a spot locked up yet. They still got to at least win out somewhat. They're at 78 wins now. They got to win minimum seven more games to clinch a spot. Minimum. Seven more. They're cutting it really close. And I just wish that they could be doing a bit better down the stretch when things are more important and tensions are heightened, clearly. But I will say, and I don't want to be picking on them too hard, they are young. They're trying to get their act together. And no matter what, as long as they make the playoffs, I'm happy. I mean, they've been playing way above expectations, although people expect more out of them somehow with this team. It's just not possible. They're doing a good job considering what they have with them. And really, and if we really want to get into it, David Ross has been a reason why they've lost more games than won. I mean, David Ross has cost the Cubs a couple of games with taking guys out at the wrong times, making dumb bullpen decisions, taking guys out of games and putting in dumb pinch hitters. That's all David Ross... Mister, I can't answer a question because it's a tough one and I don't want to answer it. I mean, expect to be critiqued if you make a bad choice. And nobody, nobody, I'm going to continue to do, nobody's giving Jed Hoyer credit. Nobody's coming out and saying, hey, I really love what he did. I remember 2021 and it was the right decision. No one says that. Which I just, I don't understand it. Did, do people not follow what those players are doing? Do people not go out and say, wow, look at Chris Bryant. Look at Javier Bias, Look at Anthony Rizzo. Maybe Jed was right. Look at Kyle Schwarber. Man, talk about another weird case. Everybody still loves Kyle Schwarber for what he did in 2016. Everybody still gives him credit for what he did, everybody still says they shouldn't have gotten rid of him. I don't want a leadoff hitter on my team hitting 181. I don't care how many home runs you hit. Your war is negative. <laughs> I can't believe we have to have this conversation. That's like Adam Dunn being a leadoff man for your team. Adam Dunn hitting 159 with the White Sox being a leadoff man for your team. That, that season that he had, compare that to Kyle Schwarber, then make him your leadoff guy. Horrible. People are still obsessed with him and that old team, and I just don't get it. I respect that team for winning, but it goes after 2016. The prospect ends when 2017 and that season began. Respect went out the door because it's a new year and a new team and a new opportunity, and they couldn't cash in. Trades galore. Trading away prospects to the White Sox for Jose Quintana doing all these things, pulling out all the stops, and they still sucked. And it took them firing Joe Madden first to then understand, wait a minute, maybe it wasn't Joe, it was the players whom we quote-unquote love. It took years of underperformance and unwillingness to change to finally say, wait a minute, it might just be these players. If we get rid of them, we'll be better. And everybody cried and whined and said, no, don't get rid of them. We need them. We love them. They're legends in Chicago sports. And now look where they are today. Had some people gotten their way, this team would literally be a 100-loss team right now. The Cubs are where they are today because they made tough decisions two and a half, three years ago. They made unpopular decisions that people didn't like. They went against the grain, against the narrative. They sucked it up, and they said, no, we're going to win tomorrow. And look where they are today. This is one of the more likable Cubs teams I've seen in a while. Because they have a bunch of guys who were not expected to do much. I mean, Mike Talkman coming out of nowhere. Career journeyman. Saya Suzuki, signed from Japan. Really not too many expectations around him. He's come on as a play. Cody Bellinger, who I trashed and I'll admit it. One year, $18 million deal. I said there was a ripoff for somebody who hit 159 last year. It turns out he's a dark horse MVP candidate. Won't win, but may get votes may get second and third place votes. Justin Steele's a Cy Young Award winner, in my opinion. Dansby Swanson's playing all right. And Nico Horner leads the Cubs in war after getting an extension. There are a lot of players who are outperforming their expectations and doing a hell of a job at it. I just hope they can do better to close this season. You don't want to go into the postseason on a lull. Having a tough stretch, having issues, and kind of lagging behind. Because if you have no momentum going into October, you're going to lose out first round. I'm not expecting this Cubs team to do much, but end the year in a high note because you have a lot to be proud of. You have a lot to play for. I'm very enthused and excited for what this team could do next year, for sure. And I just hope they finish it out well. Congrats to Jed Hoyer more than anything, not David Ross. Jed Hoyer, he did things the right way. He made the tough choices early. He shut everybody up. And this team is where they are today because of him and him alone. I want to thank everybody for tuning into today's program. Big thank you to John Meadows for directing and producing, taking care of everything behind the scenes. I appreciate all of our great affiliates, WJOB, and of course, City's 92.9 FM. Great to debut with you on this Saturday evening. And we're looking forward to the next couple of many Saturday evenings, I should say. You can subscribe to the channel for more Chicago sports contents at Sports Talk Chicago. Follow us all over at Sports Talk Chicago. And hit up our sponsor, Amish Country Farms in Orland Park. Hang out with us every Sunday, by the way, exclusively on YouTube as we broadcast every Bears game play-by-play and commentary from myself right here on the YouTube page. Stay tuned for that as well. We appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. Until next time, so long, everyone.